This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is our final community spotlight of 2021, but we end on a very strong note from the Hispanic Community Affairs Council of Alameda County. Bettina Flores is a member of the uh, board of directors for the group and trying to help uh, Latinx students get a college education, much more involved than just that. But first, Bettina, it's it's great to, to talk with you. Great to visit with you. Specifically, what is what's the mission of, uh, of the Hispanic Community Affairs Council when you think about trying to get dollars in front of these kids to get them a college education? Uh, the focus is to get their foot in the door into a college. Uh, so many of our uh, Latinx, uh, so many minorities, don't have that opportunity to go to college. And 38 years ago, we had a group of uh, very community active uh, members, uh, or members of the community, very active in the Hispanic community, or Latinx community, as we call it now. And uh, they wanted to focus on making sure that the students were able to attend college. So we started raising funds 38 years ago. It's amazing looking at the numbers. You've awarded over $1.7 million, 2,400 students, including 50 this year. And we'll get to the November program as well and how that how sure. kids get involved with that. But first, how rewarding is that to have those kinds of numbers and, and see that kind of success? It, it's almost impossible to describe because we are completely volunteer. We don't have a paid staff. We don't have paid consultants. We don't even have an office. All the work is done by the board of directors and the volunteers. And every year, every one of us that reads the applications and then we interview the students, they all get interviewed. Uh, We all say each year, these are the best students we've ever had. So uh, for me personally, it's, uh, it's just so impressive when we see these students that are working so hard, overcoming so many obstacles. They're usually the first in their family to attend college. They're from the lower socioeconomic uh, part of the society. And uh, what they look to us for is not only the funds that we give them, but as they've told us so many times, that we believe in them. Bettina, uh, the ACE Community Fund has donated $5,000 as a grant to your group in helping this continued uh, process for kids. The thing that I'm curious about is what you talked about, kids at the lowest end of the socioeconomic ladder, maybe, and wondering if this is even a possibility and when you create this opportunity for them how bright how big do their eyes get when you say look send in your application we're going to take a look at it and we're going to try to make every opportunity available to you they're they're just as i said amazing awesome students and they send us the thank you letters they thank our sponsors that five thousand dollars from the oakland a's is going to fund two scholarships at $2,000 each for students attending four-year college or university and two students attending community college at $500 each. That's pretty amazing. November is the process that you begin accepting applications for scholarships from students. Can you explain that that process? 
if a kid or a parent or somebody that's associated in the family unit hears about this and wants to know how I can get my son or daughter or my my niece or nephew involved in this, what's the process like? Uh, everything is, of course, online and uh, HCAC. Oh, let's see. You have our HCAC at HCAC.ac.org or just clip in Hispanic Community Affairs Council and you'll get the information. We receive about 150 to 200 applications a year. They are all read. They're read twice. We have two volunteers read each one and, and rate it. And then those that uh, have already received uh, scholarships from HCAC um, do not have to, we do not have to interview them because we already know about them. But the new ones, each one gets a personal interview and then we rate, we rate the interview also. So on the basis of all of that, we um, it's academic uh, excellence is number one, uh, being at least 50% uh, Latinx. Their community involvement is extremely important. We really count on that because we want students that are not just going to go get their college degree and disappear. We want them to remain in their community and make a difference. And so that's uh, that and, and the economic need. Those are the four factors that go into our selection process. Bettina Flores joining us from the Hispanic Community Affairs Council. She's the board of directors talking about this ongoing process in Alameda County, getting kids into college from the Latinx community. And you touched on what the A's have been able to provide with their grant, Bettina, the uh, four-year school and also the community college piece mm -hmm. as well. But it goes all the way through to PhDs and masters. But you've got every particular avenue involved. So I think it's important for people to understand that you you are creating opportunities. That's the very beginning, but throughout the uh, continuation of education. Absolutely. We have, uh, for this year, 2021 uh, recipients, we have one young man that is uh, going for his doctorate in sociology at UC Berkeley. We have four students that are pursuing master's degree, two in social welfare, one in library and information science, and the other in counseling and guidance. So uh, they don't just stop with their BA, they continue which for us is absolutely amazing. How do you raise the funds, Bettina? How do you get uh, the community involved to keep this going? We have a lot of uh, personal donations. We're one of the organizations that probably is very unusual because 50% of our donations, and this was 70, 75,000 this year, come from individuals who have either been involved, who are past recipients, or who are community activists. The other 50% comes from our corporate partners. Uh, we send out the information every year and their sponsorship opportunities and their response. And of course, there's a lot of phone calling, uh, which I don't mind doing in this day of uh, day and age of technology, face-to-face uh, -face talks. Um, but because we, we spend all the money we raise on our students, it gives us a heads up or a foot up rather on uh, maybe other organizations that take 25% or 30% off the top for fees. We're all volunteer and we're all about our students. And finally, Bettina, what's most rewarding for you? I'm sure you've been involved with this for a very long time and you've got countless stories of success and seeing those, those young men and women coming back to the community and continuing that drive for social equality, but what jumps off the page for you? I think one student that uh, had fought his, uh, his, his, they were from Mexico. He was uh, already a first generation American. His dad wanted him to go into a trade. He wanted to go to school so badly that he used to sneak off to go to school. He would get beaten up in school because he didn't speak English well. This was about 15 years ago. 
he was our speaker at our luncheon. We have a luncheon once a year, and the students are the focus. We have no uh, speeches from politicians or organizations. It's two students that speak. This one young man got up. He had a black eye because he had been beaten up a couple of days before that. By the time he finished, he got a standing ovation and two or three offers for an internship. And when I see students that have gone through all of that, and this is, I mean, he was unusual because usually we don't have him coming in with, you know, having been beaten up. He was unusual in that. But the pale is not unusual. They overcome a lot of uh, adverse conditions and they, they're faithful. They just keep going. And then the nice thing is that, for example, we have three members of our board of directors that were former students. So they continue to give back. And for us, that's what it's all about. Volunteer-driven, nonprofit, no-paid staff, consultants, or advisors, and yet $1.7 million, 2,400 students and counting have been impacted as the Hispanic Community Affairs Council of Alameda County continues to do great things in the Latinx community for kids trying to get them a college education. Bettina, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great way to finish our community spotlights this year. It's a powerful program. We wish you all the success. Thank you so much, and we wish you continued success. That's our community spotlight for this week here on A's Total Access. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.